Beautiful Alchemist. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and I can't believe we're almost done with this year. <laughs> we're down to the last couple of weeks of 2022, and it has been definitely an interesting year to say the least. But one of the things I am so excited about, and I wonder if those of you listening can relate, the end of this year has really felt like um, very illuminating, very revealing, uh, like this push towards um, going deeper in our practices of understanding and exploration. And in fact, that has been a lot of our focus in the alchemy circle in the past month. But you know, this is a time that's typically very reflective of us. Um, looking back at the year, starting the plan, or give more attention to what our plans may be moving forward, um, making revisions to things, all of the things, um, and also welcoming the energy of a new season. So speaking of that, uh, happy winter solstice, happy winter for those of us in the northern hemisphere. If you would like more information about the energy of every month, including the new moon, the full moon, the solstices and equinoxes and some other events, um, as well as what's coming up in terms of classes that I offer online and hopefully resuming Reiki classes in 2023, be sure to sign up for my newsletter at theenergeticalchemist.com. You get um, access to all of the updates that I just mentioned. You get the energy of the month every single month, but you also get access to 22 days of transformation as a free gift, which you can download and begin right away. Um, there are other few, few things that you get as well. But as the year is ending, um, thinking about, you know, our way forward. I know a lot of people want some guidance and clarity with their way forward. If you would like to join me in Alchemy of the Oracle, you still have just a couple of days to register for that. Go to my website and you can sign up. Um, because of the extensive work that we will be doing in this class as a group, I won't be resuming the alchemy circle until March of 2023. So if you would like to dive deeper into your spiritual practices, um, working with uh, the essence of different aspects of mysticism and energetic alchemy, Reiki, all of the things, you can join me in the alchemy circle 2023. Again, those classes will start in March. But if you want to start working with me right now, join us in the alchemy or oracle, mm, alchemy of the oracle, sorry, so many classes, it's hard to keep up. But in any case, um, today, I had a beautiful conversation with a woman named Christine Ramos. And Christine is a registered nurse. She is also um, a certified doula. And she has authored a book that was just phenomenal. Um, it's called A Journey Into Being, and she and I had an opportunity to meet and chat prior to the interview, but I just had no idea of the magnitude of information that she included within this book. And so any of you that may be parents, or even if you don't have children, but just 
there are children that you love in your life. And quite frankly, I think her work translates for just all of us in connection with each other. Um, I think you'll gain a lot of insight in this conversation. So Christine is going to talk to you about intuitive nurturing. And in fact, you can learn more about her work at intuitivenurturing.com. She uh, is going to talk about the importance of interacting with your children, of course, in a loving way, but also having an awareness of them as spirit and recognition of what their little souls came here to do and accomplish, but also how our interactions with them have a huge impact within their own development, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of the things. Very interesting work. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Again, you can learn more about Christine at Intuitive Nurturing. Dot com. If you want to join me for any upcoming classes or just get the free downloads um, through my newsletter, go to theenergeticalchemist.com and I will see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Reiki Radio. We are here with the beautiful Christine Ramos, who is an RN and an author. And Christine, before we start, I just want to thank you and welcome you to the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Yolanda. I'm so excited to talk about um, my my subjects that I love just chatting about, and that's children, their spirits, and the whole journey into being. Yeah, well, this is actually, I was looking forward to this, especially after reading your book. Um, I think it'll be one of the most interesting conversations we've had on the podcast. Definitely haven't had this conversation. And just so everyone knows, first of all, I mentioned you are are an author and you wrote this phenomenal book called Journey into Being, Knowing and Nurturing Our Children as Spirit. And from the title alone, and even the discussion we had, I had an idea of what it was you would be sharing with us today, but the book was so in-depth and phenomenal. So I, I can't wait to get into this conversation. So first and foremost, um, as we mentioned, you are an RN, although your book is very, not just scientific and um, points to a lot of uh, medical expressions, it's also very spiritually focused. So could you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into nursing and where your spiritual path came into play? Oh, sure, sure. So the way you described it is exactly was exactly my intention. I wanted to it to be a marriage of uh, spirituality and uh, science. So um, ever professionally, ever you know, professionally, I started off as a social worker. And um, that was my first career. And I worked with people who had substance abuse uh, problems, as well as mental health problems. Um, So I did that for about 10 years. But ever since I can could remember, I always had this sensitivity to um, the energy field of others, I would perceive them as um, sensations on my skin. Um, I would 
actually feel pressure uh, from the field. And uh, what happened was when I, when I went into my second career, which was nursing, I wanted to specialize in maternal child health. And once I started to work with mothers and babies, these perceptions became even more um, clear and more profound. And so I started to see the interactive play of the mom's energy with the baby's energy. And once I started seeing how they interacted and how the parent can help with um, just basically organizing the child's energies and helping them to regulate. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So I started to um, look inward and do some more research on the human energy field. And what I found was, I, what's happening here is something that can help this child to become the most healthy, not only the most healthy physically, but also healthy in a sense that the parent can tap into their, to their child's energy and help them to align themselves with their purpose for this life. I mean, we all know we, we come to this world to expand in love, right? But how do I help my child with their specific weaknesses or strengths? How do I help them to become the person that they came here to be? Yeah. And so I, I took all of my medical knowledge. I took all of my psychological knowledge and my spiritual knowledge, and I combine them into one. And that is what a journey into being is. And it takes the reader from preconception up until the child is probably a toddler and beyond. And um, that was my goal. That's how I came to this place of writing the book and having this profound passion for helping parents to tap into that intuitive nurturing that they have every parent or every person who has a child in their life that just wants to help them to become the best person or best version of themselves the person that they were here to be that's really phenomenal because I think a lot of people, you know, they have the best intention and they tend to lead from a space of what they think is best for the child instead of really honing into what that child's soul calling or energy or essence yes. may be. And we're going to go deeper into that because you really explore that in the book. But I want to talk a little bit more about your personal experience with energy first only because it's mm -hmm. fascinating because you even mention in the book um you know as an rn even the experience of watching the essence of a person leaving the body so you have had this relationship of witnessing life force really from all different angles from us coming into the world to us exiting the body 
But also, I imagine as a um, working in social work with people that have mental health um, challenges or um, substance abuse challenges, that that in of itself is a whole category of um, different types of energetic expression, right? So I mean, like yes. you really through your work were exposed to it all. So I just want to know, like in general, how this brought you into relationship with witnessing what we are, you know, even beyond just the physical level, how did it make you perceive life itself? And then also being a mother, if you could talk a little bit about that, perceiving your own children and witnessing them as spirit. Oh, yes, yes. So to answer your first question about um, how I experienced the energy through these different careers, um, it, it's fascinating to me because I, I navigate my life um, through how I perceive energy. In other words, um, are, are you somebody who could perceive, you perceive the ener yes. human energy field as, as a person who does Reiki? And I don't know if this is unique to me, but I, the first impression that I get from a, from, from any individual is their energy. And from there, that's how I tailor my interaction with them. Mm -hmm. um, so when I would go through, when I was a social worker, I, when I would, be in the field of my client or my patient, I would immediately know, okay, this person is maybe on an off day. Um, I can sense if the person's thoughts are disorganized. Um, I can sense if the person is having profound anxiety. Um, and all of this is just my, was my natural way, is my natural way of navigating my life. Uh, there is no other way for me, really. You know, people talk about how, when they walk into the room, they, they, they look to see first. For me, I feel first. Yeah. I, I sense what the mood is. I sense what even the thoughts are. Um, so, yeah, that's how I've navigated my life. Now, when it, got, it came to maternal child health, that was extremely special because I had the opportunity to see parent and child and how they interact together, how those energies mesh with one another. And I would see how the child's energy field would change in response to certain parenting methods. And so with that knowledge, I said, that gave me such uh, an insight into how we can do this better. How can we parent better? Uh, now, when it came to my own children, um, that was even stronger. Uh, I was able to feel their energy field and often I was able to predict when they were going to get sick before they even had any symptoms. And once I started teaching my method, because uh, I have a step-by-step -step methodology on how to 
enhance intuitive nurturing. Once I taught it to my patients or my clients at the time, they also were able to intuit things on a vibrational level with their children, which of course it's, it's, that's golden because children don't have language at the time, you know, that they're born and up to usually, you know, you know uh, one year or even more. So it gave parents such an advantage in terms of being able to nurture their child and address any sort of physical issue, emotional issue, or mental issue that they're having. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's invaluable and um, I'm humbled by it. Um, I feel like this was just a gift and I wanted to scream it from the hilltops, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is fascinating. And again, I mean, there's just so much more we have to get into from the book. But I know people listening are probably wondering, like, well, how did you get comfortable with this? And was it something you it was self taught? And the reason I'm saying is, there are a lot of people who are sensitive to energy, but it's very uncomfortable, because they don't understand what they're feeling. And so all they recognize is, something feels off, but I don't know what it is. Whereas you're able to recognize like, oh, this person's mood or oh, what may be going on with them mentally or physically. So was this something that you had to figure out for yourself, understanding what you were feeling? Or how did oh, that come about? Great question. So um, when I started to realize this was probably in my er early 20s, when I started to realize that not everybody processes their information the way the, the way I do I started to look for way some type of um, knowledge uh, whether it be books whether it be um, uh, classes so what I stumbled upon was a Barbara Ann Brennan have you heard of her I've heard of her yes yeah she so uh, I started to um, get the stuff you know any kind of literature that she's put out she has several books about the human energy field and doing hands-on healing. So once I got the basis of, you know, the anatomy of the human energy field, yeah. once I got the basis, I then um, started to study uh, therapeutic touch, which is a method that's specific for nurses um, or people in the healthcare field. And so that's how I taught myself the anatomy and what am I looking at and how do I sense it to the point that I can be of help to this individual. That's amazing. Okay. So now I want to circle back a little bit to, you mentioned um, the parent and you witnessing the children or the babies, the newborns with their parents. And you said, you recognize the way that the parent, how they were nurturing could literally organize or help to organize the children's energy. And that in of itself is fascinating. And you talk a lot in the book about um, loving contact and the impact that that has. So could you share a little bit about this? I mean, we all have, I think it's common knowledge of people holding the baby right after skin to skin. 
But could you yes. talk about this from the lens of what you notice energetically and even some examples of what people may be able to do to tap into that right away? Absolutely. Okay. So I, I love talking about this. Okay, good. <laughs> so this is um, something that I first perceived with children decades ago. And I actually predicted that science would eventually discover the tools to observe this. Um, and it recently happened. So I am so excited. Anyways, um, in the book, I call, uh, I, I named something, um, or the term I use rather is afferent. So afferent is a word that I take from the medical field and it means bringing toward the body. So as your audience probably knows, um, we're all made of energy and the human energy vibrates at a frequency between six and eight hertz um, with specific organ systems ranging between three and 17 hertz, more or less. As, and whether we are consciously aware of it or not, obviously we perceive these energies, right? So an example would be, you know, um, say when you're with somebody who's emotionally depressed and later on in the day you feel physically drained, um, those are the subtle energy dynamics that you're sensing. And it's, it's from a source that is outside of your own body. So depending on the particular energy dynamic of the person, you know, what can end up happening is this sort of vibrational synchronization between the energy of two individuals because, right, you felt the person's emotional affect at that time. So babies and young children are exceptionally sensitive to all and all human energy fields because they process their environment through the language of energy. So think about it. You, this, you have this new expansive um, uh, uh, being that is now having to operate in this little body right? Right after birth. And it takes time for the spirit to adapt to the physicality of the human body. It takes time for them to integrate consciousness with human perception. Um, so the barrage of new physical sensations only adds to the slow integration of body with soul and um the strong perception of afferent energy is why young children can perceive the spiritual phenomena of like deceased loved ones they essentially have one foot on both sides of the veil right. because yeah they because of this strong um ability to navigate their own world through the lens of energy. So afferent energy is energy that is coming toward the individual that they sense. And this could be, again, a conscious thing or not. For children, it's conscious. 
And this is how they gauge a person. So efferent energy, E-F-F-E-R-E-N-T, is just the opposite. It's the energy that you put out into the world. Okay, so having said that, now intuitive nurturing is a set of practices that I developed to enhance the vibrational exchange or communication between you and your child. So as I mentioned before, um, all babies process their environment, right, through, through energy. But when it comes to the mother and baby relationship, the mother's energy field can literally be life-saving for the baby. So kangaroo care, um, should I explain what it is? Yes, please. Okay, so kangaroo care and skin-to-skin care is basically the same thing. It's when the baby is placed on the chest of the, the either parent. Um, it just so happens that because the baby is most familiar with the energy field of the mother, I mean, you know, the baby was with the mother for, for you know, since conception, right? right? So that energy field becomes this safe haven for the baby. So once the baby is born, you have this little being that's so disorganized and that's having trouble regulating all of its body systems. When the baby is placed on the chest of the mother, what happens is, is that the mother's energy starts to take over for the baby so that the baby then starts to synchronize with the mother's energy field and with the mother's energy dynamics. And then it becomes this exchange of physiological, emotional, mental exchange of energies. And this flow can stabilize the child's breathing systems, thermal regulation, immune system, digestive system, every system in the body, even to the point of enhancing brain activity. So just this simple act of placing the baby on the mother or the father's chest helps the baby to regulate all systems. And what's what's interesting is, is that scientists, they, they see it now because they have something that's called hyperscanning. And hyperscanning is a tool that allows scientists to see how the neural systems are responding to both for the for the both the mother and the child and what they're seeing is the actual synchronization of the waves and it's a fascinating thing and so but they have a bit of a conundrum because they see it happening but they don't understand how it's happening and so people who understand engine energy like you and i we understand exactly what's happening it's it's an energetic thing the mother is just picking up 
on the child and helping the child to organize. So what the child gives to the parent is um, uh, uh, less stress hormones so that the, the, the mother or the father is calmer and has just a more peaceful and tranquil, tranquil experience with during the the um, coupling or during the synchronization, yeah. um, it's it's just it's a it's a miraculous thing and it makes me so excited because parents and people who love the you know a child in their life ha they have the capability of creating magic. That is really. amazing. I, I all of this is just so beautiful, and I'm sure people are envisioning in their minds. The experience. I don't have children, and still in my mind, I'm envisioning people holding their babies <laughs> this way and how magical that must be. But one of the things you said too, I really don't want to um, glaze over it because it is interesting. You're saying how babies, like they really have to figure out, like, well, I'm in this body now. And I was thinking about how little babies, when they start to have awareness of their hands and their feet, and we say these things of like, oh, they're just realizing they have hands or you recognize babies are fascinated with every parts of their body. But I don't know that we consciously think from the lens of like, they're just used to being spirit. They're not used to form and how interesting that is, right? And so you have this whole um, initial contact and you really painted a beautiful picture of the importance of that energy, that synchronizing between the bond of parent and child in that moment. But you also talk about in the book how people can start this process prior to the baby being born, but also how we then nurture them moving forward. Because, you know, I mean, raising a child, I can't even imagine the complications and the frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> that comes, yes, yes. but still having that mindfulness of their spirit. So can we start first with how do people come into building relationship spiritually, energetically with the baby before they're born? Absolutely. So um, I always talk about ways to um, enhance your connection, even through um well, do you want me to go even to preconception? Because uh, sure, there yes. are certain things. Yeah. So preconception, what I always say to um, parents who are looking to uh, conceive is basically just talk to the soul of your baby. You seem to be baby. Just say, welcome them. I can't wait to be your parents. Um, I can't wait to... Uh, love you. I can't wait to mother you. I can't wait to, uh, in the case of the, a father, I can't wait to be your father. Um, just uh, methods of welcoming the new spirit. And then once you conception does occur, you can start doing things like paying attention to your dreams. Uh, because dreams is a way that this the spirit can communicate, and it's they uh, have what I call visitation dreams, and those visitation dreams are unlike regular dreams, right? 
they're the type that once you awaken from them, you know something special has happened. It's so vivid. Um, and I've had many clients to tell me about how they felt that they've had a visitation dream with their soon-to-be child. Um, and often it is the the sex of the child that that is born. So I find that so fascinating. Um, there are ways to enhance the connection. Uh, I talk about the flower essence, forget-me-not. Uh, forget-me-not is known, uh, oh, well, first of all, I know you, you did, um, I know you did an episode on on flower essence, correct? Yes, 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 yes <laughs> which was excellent. I loved it. Um, and uh, so, the flower essences. Just to do a short recap, there uh, a method of of capturing the essence of flowers in a sort of tincture, and it's said to have the vibrational imprint of that flower. And depending on the flower, it gives you certain properties or certain effects. So in the case of forget-me-not, it's known to help understand and help to perceive the spiritual bonds that you've had with your child in previous lifetimes. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So um, I talk about in the book using forget me not, you can either uh, ingest it, which is, um, I think it's three drops four times a day, I believe. Um, but if you're uncomfortable with taking or ingesting the drops, which I could understand, uh, you can also use it in your bath. You can, I think it's 20 drops in your bath water, you just soak in it. And uh, once you're done with your bath, you, you make sure you just pat dry so that the flower essence isn't rubbed off of your skin. And take a, take a moment or two, maybe even like, you know, 15 minutes or so, just to kind of be mindful and let that seep in and see if you can get any impressions. But yes, so that's a method as well, using flower essences. And I also just say, talk to your baby. Your baby is all around you. She or he is not just, you know, gestating in your womb. That baby, its essence is all around you. So they, they will absolutely hear you you know, speaking words of love or comfort. Well, I have to ask you this too, Christine. This is all, I listen, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, gosh, we haven't even touched on everything yet. <laughs> so I do want to fast forward a little bit because sure. one of the things that I think is, um, again, I, we've never discussed on the podcast. And I'm sure it'd be very helpful for a lot of people to know and consider and all the things you talk about really having this awareness and parenting of your child as spirit, but also for the lens of being able to nurture their soul and why they came. So could you talk a little bit about this around the idea of our souls came with our own individual calling, passion, purpose, personality, and parenting from that lens versus 
just what you think your child should do or be? Oh, yes. Yes. I love this question. Okay. So knowing and nurturing our children as, as spirits starts off with understanding the basic premise that we all come into this life with the goal of expanding in love, not only for ourselves, but also for those sharing this time and space with. Um, we understand that we are part of a smaller soul group with which we tend to experience incarnated lives over and over again, time after time. Um, so meaning, meaning that let's, let's say in a previous lifetime, you and your spouse were best friends or even a mother child relationship. Right. Um, so we understand that we each have made agreements uh, maybe even contracts with these other souls to help ourselves or help themselves reach greater spiritual growth and evolution. And that the relationship we share with our child, it is the most powerful opportunity for spiritual wisdom and progression, right? Because the bond between a parent and a child is one of the most profound and strongest bonds and, and, and opportunities for learning spiritually and physically um, in terms of our maturation. So again, you know, these agreements that we have, we learn to expand in love. So in the book, I mentioned several spiritual dynamics or scenarios in which this can play out, right? So one of them is sacrificial development. Um, as implied, it's, it's, it's when the soul in some way sacrifices itself during a lifetime as a way to motivate positive change for the other. So this is something that's a loving covenant between the two souls. An example of this would be like when a soul chooses to be born maybe with a significant physical challenge, um, which may motivate the parent to become, say, an activist mm. for better resources for people with similar issues and their families, let's say, right? Be that, that parent is expanding. That parent is expanding because of this child in their life. So, so these are the type of parent, uh, parental lessons that are learned. It's like lessons on steroids because yeah. their child is provoking this. Um, so yeah, that's that. There are these types of contracts or these agreements um, that the parent and child have even before they're born. Right. So that's that that's more or less what that's about. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I mean, one of the things I just want to let people listening know when they read your book, you even have a whole section where you talk about soul partners. And it's not just yeah. with parent child, but also like siblings and other relationships exactly. in our lives. But when you're saying this, it reminds me of um, when people have multiple children and these children have very different personalities and I mean, if you think about it as a parent, you probably can identify to some level 
what each child brings to you in terms of gift and lesson, which is, I mean, that's in of itself is really phenomenal. So let's say then that the parent has read your book and they are Mm -hmm. already in the practice of now, or they've taken your class intuitive nurturing. And I just want to highlight this for a second with your class. Is it just for people who, um, are currently parenting newborns or can any parent at any stage take this class? Cause I imagine even if you haven't been intuitively nurturing your child, even if they're nine, I mean, you can begin, right? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would say up to uh, adolescence, even although um, even adolescence, they, it's, there are certain ways that you can continue to connect and, the way you do that is um, through spirituality, through teachings uh, of spirituality. I also talk about a lot about how the chakras uh, can be a guiding uh, element in your parenting. The inherent lessons in the chakras are a wonderful, wonderful um, resource in terms of how to address excuse me, sorry about that, Um, how to address certain aspects of the child's life, right? So we we have the the seven chakras and each has its own sort of wisdom or teaching within those seven chakras. And those fundamental teachings can be applied toward parenting in any any, uh, phase of the child's life. Right. And even if someone isn't that familiar yet, again, that's something that you do cover in detail within the book. So, okay, so let's just say now, you know, the parents are going like, wow, okay, Christine, I need to really hone in and pay attention to this nurturing um, of my child more lovingly. I imagine, I mean, this must be, you know, just the potential for healing between parents and children especially if someone may have been parenting to this point, not from this lens and then coming into it. So how do you recommend, I mean, like coming into this awareness? Okay, so now I've been parenting from a lens of this is what I think is best, but now I'm starting to pay attention to the essence of my child and what it is they may feel called to and what it is that they may feel supported by. Can you talk a little bit about with what working with people as you have, do parents have a challenge of letting that control go or that old way of parenting go? And how do they soften to really allow themselves to see the benefit of this? Yeah. Uh, So my method has a lot to do with having the parents do a lot of introspection, Mm -hmm. um, because because of exactly what you just said, we tend to, as parents, we tend to um, kind of impose our own ideals and our own ideas of what it means to be uh, successful. And uh, what I try to instill in the parents always is how a successful life is really determined by 
an individual sense of self-actualization, right? Mm -hmm. A sense of why I'm here. Um, and seeing every challenge as an opportunity to grow. So into my classes, intuitive nurturing, they address not only parenting in the sense of raising a child, they also address for the parent how you might need to change your lens and seeing the world for what it really is and to recognize illusions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, right, what do we mean by illusion? Illusions are things like, you know, oh, once I make this amount of money, I'm going to be successful. Or once I reach or I, I attain this type of job, I will be happy. I'll have everything I want. And so we go over, just like in the book, I go over how certain aspects of this life that we live, you know, are exactly that, illusions. Um, and how even time is an illusion. An illusion. And how um, science every day is getting a little closer to proving all of these things, right? So, yeah, I have to work on both the parents and the child and how that their preconceived notions and their preconceived attitudes and ideas, how that is an integral part of starting to nurture your child more intuitively and how it impacts it. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, I do want to know um, for the class, I'm sure people are wondering too, are these groups sure. scheduled classes or can they do this with you privately? But I also want to ask you, I just don't want to forget because it's with what you're saying too, it's making me think if we all approach children in this way, from this lens of really tuning into their vibration and being more loving in their presence and recognizing them um, on a spiritual level, I would think that would also keep them engaged with their spiritual nature. And, you know, now all of us adults are trying to reconnect and remember the essence of our spirituality. And so how phenomenal would that be if you had then these generation of children that were never taken out of that? That I, yes. that alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, that would I I can't even imagine what that would be like. Well, but, that's my long term intention. Absolutely, yeah. that is absolutely my long term intention. And to answer your your question before I forget it, um, I do primarily private classes. Good, good to know. And is this because you've mentioned before? Um, it, does it tend to be both mother and father take the class together or? It's just whichever parent feels more inclined. Do you ever have fathers take it without the mother? I mean, <laughs> I haven't had a father take it without the mother. I'll uh -huh. be honest. Um, I, most of my classes are with the mothers, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I certainly have had um, couples. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to ask you this too, because I, I know some people who have um, been in this experience as well. Even though we're talking about the um, nurturing that can occur through um, 
the pregnancy and childbirth and all of this. I just wanted to know if we could talk a little bit about for those who may be adopting children and mm -hmm. still having that ability, of course, to connect with the baby or, or the child, no matter what their age may be, in this lens of lovingly nurturing them and still recognizing um, the bond and the agreement that you would still come in to be their parent. Absolutely. Um, it goes for biological parents or adoptive parents. It, and again, it goes for anybody who has a child in their life. It could be a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt. Um, the, the language of vibration is universal. Um, it's, it's there whether you see it or perceive it or not. Um, one of the things I, I do wanted, I did wanted to bring up before I forget, Yolanda, is there was recently a long-term study done on children who have had the benefit of having this close loving contact with an, an individual. Uh, again, doesn't have to be their biological parent, but they did a long-term study and they followed up with young adults uh, who had this benefit. And what they found was that these young adults had better engagement with peers, better regulation of emotions, greater cognitive control, better management of stress, and greater em empathic understanding. Wow. Now that's huge. Mm -hmm. So when you take all of those elements especially the greater empathic understanding. What, what, who is the individual you're looking at? You're looking at somebody who is going to bring more love into this world, more empathy, more compassion. So this is, this is again, this is something that can apply to any figure of authority interacting with the child, just yeah. being within their vibrational field. Now, also, I want to bring up how you don't even have to be touching the child, right? So as you know, the human energy field extends to probably about a foot away from the body. Um, in the case of a, of a parent though, one of the, the, the astral level, the uh, fourth level of the, or the fourth layer of the, um, the human body can actually extend even further. But let me get back to the, the <laughs> non-parent. So it extends to about a, a foot away from the uh, individual. Now let's say, a child is interacting with their teacher. As long as that child is within two feet of that teacher, that, that teacher and that child is having the opportunity to exchange or synchronize their energies, okay? And what I want people to um, envision and to be insightful is, is that what are you bringing to this child? What energy are you bringing 
for this child to receive, right? We're talking about that afferent energy exchange, that energy that's coming toward me, right? So for the child, what is the energy that's coming toward me? Am I, are you, are you projecting love? Are you projecting understanding? Are you projecting empathy, compassion? These are all things to be mindful of because again, it is now scientifically proven that this happens. We exchange energies with one another. And so whether that child is conscious of it or not, that child is sharing something with you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing because even though I can see how this could be so beneficial for parents, obviously, but also, again, the effect it could have on this next generation of children and how, you know, altering that could be for us collectively. But it seems, you, obviously, I mean, if you get into this pattern of consciously being aware of your child and the energy that you bring in the exchange room with them, it's going to condition you to have that awareness with everyone you engage with. So even as, you know, adults, we're then changing the nature of our engagements and having more awareness and mindfulness. I mean, just everything your work is pointing to, who doesn't it touch, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's just, it's really beautiful, Christine. Before we go, and again, I just want to tell everyone, she goes into so much beautiful detail in this book, as you mentioned, from preconception all the way through to um, nurturing the child and recognizing them as spirit and parenting from that lens. But you have detail about the chakras, as we mentioned, and just the nature of spirit and why we're here and you provide so much information in this book. I was blown away. I really, I think it would be um, a great read for anyone, again, who just, just anyone. I I really wouldn't even regulate it to just parents, to be quite honest. I mean, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. Yeah. And that was my intention also uh, to have the, the, and this is, this is the point I was trying to make about, um, to your other question about how it applies to the parent as well, because right. the parent has the opportunity to look at themselves and think, well, how was my journey into being? How am I affected by my childhood? Mm-hmm. And what patterns am I bringing forth and just repeating? Um, Yolanda, I just want to bring up one thing uh, before uh, we go. And that is, is that I also have a section on highly sensitive children, which is very important to um, bring up because highly sensitive children can react adversely to this synchronization. And what I mean by that is that, again, all children are sensitive to it, but highly sensitive children, it can act, synchronizing with an individual can actually cause them to have um, like moments of irritability, uh, um, even uh, difficulty sleeping, insomnia, uh, difficulties in the classroom, 
Um, so yeah, highly sensitive kids have a special treatment all of their own, which I also uh, work with parents on how to recognize whether their child is highly sensitive and how to remedy that and how to work with energy in helping them to navigate this world. Listen, I know, I know without a doubt, people are like, where is this book? And thank you, Christine, <laughs> for bringing this up. I mean, really, truly, because I, I think about how, you know, growing up, my mom would say she read some books by some guy like Dr. Spock or something. I don't know. But there are just so many different, I guess, trends in parenting throughout the yes. generations. And to have so many people now, adults coming into their spiritual awareness, and then parenting from this lens, or perhaps a lot of people didn't even think to translate this into their parenting. So they agree to the degree that you have shared and expressed. So um, very thankful for your work and what it is Thank that you, you have too. shared. Could you please let everyone know a few things? One, your website, how we can get the book, A Journey Into Being, and also connecting with you for um, classes. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so um, my book, A Journey Into Being, is sold on Amazon. Um, and just to be mindful, there are two versions out. There is the first edition that came out all the way back in 2006. Mm -hmm. um, there's not many of them out there. And I actually saw uh, some people trying to sell it for a lot of money, like $50 and some even $75, $80. Please don't look, make sure that it says second edition. And that's the one that has the newest um, scientific data out um, and it's updated. Okay. So that's the book. Um, my website is intuitivenurturing.com. And there, if you go to my contact page, you can we can start a dialogue about what you need and uh, what you're looking for in terms of intuitive nurturing, whether it be for preconception, pregnancy, or afterwards, your after your child is born, we can start work on intuitive nurturing. I know I'm going to butcher this, but I want to share it as well, because there may be someone listening who needs your services. But sure. you're also international, internationally certified lactation coach, or is it? Is that the correct title? It, it's uh, internationally board certified lactation consultant. Consultant, yes. So could you, yes. just before we go, for anyone who may um, need those services, could you talk a little bit about who that's for? And again, can they find, well, they can connect with you through your website, of course. Yes. Yeah. So in addition to doing the intuitive nurturing or the energy type of classes, I also do traditional classes. So I do breastfeeding classes um, and I do childbirth education classes. Beautiful. Look at this. It's exciting. I think um, all together, just listening to you and your body of work, because it's just more of that evidence of the medical and the spiritual coming together. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but you know, there are a lot of hospitals now that even offer Reiki um, to their patients. Yes. A lot of it is through volunteer work, but still, I mean, it's, it's beautiful that we're now starting to look at whole picture 
wellness, not taking our energetic and spiritual aspect out of the picture. So again, you yes. know, thank you so much for your work. And I'm so thankful that we had this conversation today. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, it was such a pleasure. Thank you, babe. And for everyone listening, you can get uh, her website, intuitivenurturing.com. Her name again is Christine Ramos and the book is Journey into Being. Look for the second edition. I'll have the links for everything, of course, down in the show description, but be sure to grab your copy now and we'll see you soon. Hey, beautiful alchemist. Just like I said, wasn't that an amazing conversation? I mean, Christine really had a beautiful way of sharing Um, What it is she has recognized and realized as not only um, a practitioner of spiritual studies, but also as a registered nurse. And it's really phenomenal, I think, um, how her work highlights giving more awareness and attention to how we are interacting and engaging as a whole, but how we could be more mindful and how we're interacting with children, because really, I mean, it could change the nature of the collective based on how they are coming in and being raised in this world. So I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Again, to learn more about Christine and her work or to purchase her book, A Journey Into Being, get the second edition and go to her website, Intuitive nurturing.com. The links to her website are down in the show description. Um, Don't forget that she also has the intuitive nurturing classes if you would like to train and receive mentoring from Christine. Aside from that, I want to thank you all as always for tuning into Reiki Radio. We have more great, beautiful conversations coming up for you. I love, love, love having the opportunity to learn from all of the guests, but also to share these conversations with you. So if you know anyone that you would like for me to interview, anyone's work that you admire, just let them know, have them send me an email so that we can discuss them coming on the podcast for the benefit of all of us. And if you want to join me for Alchemy of the Oracle, go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. And there are also online courses that I have available that you can register for right away if you want to go deeper into your own personal development under the realm of spirituality. So I have intuitive development classes. I have an ancestral healing class. I have a Reiki tools class that is specific for level two and level three practitioners. And there's more. Learn about all of that at theenergeticalchemist.com. I look forward to working with you, meeting you, and thank you for being here today. Remember to always journey in love.